For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo, Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. Hey there, Rebels. Hope your week is going well. All you powerful parents out there taking a little time out of your day to get better at your marriage, better at your parenting. Man, we appreciate you. What an honor it is to have you spend time with us today. Our broadcast is brought to you by MyPillow at MyPillow.com, code word REBEL, and Save the Storks, SaveTheStorks.com, my favorite pro-life organization. I just celebrated my adoption birthday, and I did so at Save the Storks, helping them with their upcoming podcast, doing a video for them. I really appreciate them. On the podcast today, Ryan and Julia Sadler from TLC's Rattled program, talking about infertility and then having triplets and how overwhelming that is and yet what a blessing it is as well. I've been to their church, met the triplets. Oh my goodness. Wow. All the cuteness. You should definitely follow them on Instagram if you need a little cute addition to your day. That is the Sadler triplets. Let's jump into their broadcast right here on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. We are live. Julia, Ryan Sadler, TLC's Rattled. Okay, first of all, thanks for coming on the program. It is so great to have you on. We're such a big fan. We're fans of your family. Now the kids are getting together. It's good stuff. Yes, I know. That is so fun. We're so excited to be on with y'all. I've obviously known about you forever. I know. I got to get down to Dallas. I mean, my dad's been down there, but it's time for Laura and I to come down. That is true. That would be great. So talk about how you got chosen for this. Did they approach you? Did you approach them? I mean, you can talk about your story, but how did you get to be on this TV show? Yeah. Yes, I'm so glad you asked us that. Actually, it's yeah. not something we get to talk about very often. And right. um, the day we found out we were having triplets, <laughs> I looked at Ryan and said, we need to get on a TV show. And that wasn't for any kind of vanity reason. Um, it was actually after having three miscarriages and mm. then becoming pregnant mm. with triplets. I was like, people need to hear this. People yeah. need to hear this story. Because for the past year and a half, we'd been in the subculture of infertility and mm-hmm. miscarriage and mm-hmm. so many couples that were discouraged and wondering where God was. And even if you're not talking about pregnancy and, you know, just people that are suffering and wondering, like, is God listening? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. the, almost an hour after we found out, I said, oh, I hope we can get on a show and somehow tell this story so as many mm-hmm. people as possible hear about it. Wow. And so Ryan was like, we should just start praying about it. And, you know, we'd already been praying for multiples. So we were like, okay, why don't we just pray for a TV show? And we were really <laughs> living, I know, we were really living by James 4 too, just you have not because you ask not. For sure. And so... We started praying for a TV show to share the story, and about three months into being pregnant, Ryan came in my office at church. This is his office. My office is next door, and he just said, are you still praying for that TV show? And you have to understand, like, the TV show was just, like, some like, dream. Some Something. dream. Yeah. 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 And I said, oh, not really, because I was very anxious about the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, I 
And so we just prayed real quick in my office. And then the next day, TLC reached out to us from social media. That is amazing. Okay, so I want to rewind a little bit to go back. So you had triplets. And was that natural? All natural? Or was there help? Yeah, so we just kind of, the only reason we aren't always super clear about that is because the moment we tell people we took any kind of fertility medicine, yeah. they're like, oh, well, then of course you would get triplets. Yeah. And the thing is, it's super rare for that to happen. Super rare. Yeah. Super rare. So we, you know, the bigger story truly is that we had three miscarriages and then we prayed. We started praying every day for three children, for multiples, and for God to do more than anything we can imagine. Mm. And so the only reason we're hesitant to talk about fertility medication is because the way we believe it happened is that God used medicine That's to right. answer those prayer requests. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, for our story, we getting pregnant with Lincoln was piece of cake. Yeah. Uh, I mean, literally, Simple. we were going to wait a long time and get to know each other a little you more. Know. <laughs> and then we met with our OB and he's like, oh, well, you know, you're on birth control. It's going to take six or seven months to get out of your system. Yeah. Then you yeah. can start trying. And seven days later, we were pregnant with Lincoln. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, days. Wow. Seven. How I was even married. Oh, uh, we hadn't been married a year. Oh, for oh, sure, wow. no. Yeah. yeah. So we were gonna. We're our goal was. He said, "Let's wait till we're a year," and then yeah. I kind of got antsy pretty quick. Yeah. Was like, let's, <laughs> let's get babies. Let's get right. let's get this baby thing going. And so then I went in and asked, "How long until I can get off this medicine so we can get pregnant?" Mm-hmm. But yeah. then after Lincoln, we had what they call just secondary infertility, where we lost five babies. And, you know, and they had no reason for any of them until I got a full hysterectomy. And Mm -hmm. then we found out that half my uterus was, I mean, this might be a little too much for radio, but it was perforated. And so it was my children. It was a miracle. It was a miracle. My my two babies that did survive are miracle babies. Mm -hmm. And so we've had to talk about infertility and miscarriages, things like that as well. And it's so much more common then you know, you yeah. feel like you're alone. You don't want to talk about it. It's yeah. so yeah. painful. And then you start talking about it just a little bit. And you it's like, oh my goodness. How common. Everywhere. What's yeah. that been like for you guys to talk about it and to be so public? Yes. Um. Yes. So th- we've never really been private people before all of this. <laughs> um, I'm a licensed professional counselor. Mm-hmm. So I went around speaking about suicide and eating disorders, depression. So we're kind of used to talking about uncomfortable subjects. <laughs> mm-hmm. Since we work in student ministry yeah. and I had the counseling background, we just think it's so important that like our culture and our generation knows that there's biblical truth for these real right. issues that we're facing. Mm-hmm. So honestly, like we're, we're just pretty comfortable because yeah. We think that this story is so much bigger than us, and people need to know that God's word speaks into all of this. Yeah. Um, so it's more just caring more about God's truth getting out there than mm-hmm. about our privacy. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I love that. And you know, you talked a little bit about not being real specific about medication, things like that, largely yeah. in part because of pushback or comments, things like that. What's that been like for you from the public and from, I got to be honest, from the church? I've grown up in it. I grew up in a very visible family and you hear interesting things from the outside. You hear totally different things from the inside. Mm -hmm. What's that, those two worlds been like kind of melding for you guys? 
Well, we credit the triplets' health to the prayers of our church. So our church family has just been incredible. Mm -hmm. We haven't had really backlash for fertility um, uh, treatment or anything like that. But we have, uh, once we went public more, um, I'm trying, how do you say that? Like with the TV show, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. that's when we kind of got more, a little more pushback, but I think it's just, there's a lot of common misunderstanding mm-hmm. about it. Just because you take medication doesn't mean you get pregnant. doesn't mean you get triplets. Yeah. Mean- <laughs> so I, you know, I Wait, had- it's not magic? Yeah, you mean you can't just I say, know. I want uh, two blonde-haired girls I I- and I want a blue-eyed, red-haired boy and... Yeah. Uh, and in... But I did have a lot of Christian women messaging me in private. They were saying, hey, like, I'm not legalistic. I know that this is probably okay to do, but can you walk me through how you justify it spiritually or biblically? Um, And so I got a lot of opportunities to do that. Mm -hmm. And then... um, you know, that's a good one. My dad got called about something like that, about snowflake babies, people that uh, freeze embryos. And then what do you do if they're not going to use them? And someone emailed him years and years. It's yeah. uh, 17 years ago, almost 18, 18 now, and up. said, morally, what do you think? Can we adopt a frozen embryo and try to implant and that was the first snowflake baby. And it's great because as believers, you can go, listen, I don't know everything about infertility or medication or frozen embryos or all these things. Who can I ask? Mm-hmm. And you guys are great. You're great to yeah. ask because you have thought about it because you understand the position you're in that you do have to answer those questions. Good for you guys. Fantastic. Yeah. Kind of wow. the main thing we go back to is you can't trick God. Like, yeah. God's not like, wait, what? She took medicine. Oh, yeah. well, now, where did <laughs> yes. this kid come from? Exactly. So, I mean, like, I think people think we're a little more powerful than we are. So. What do you think? I well, think you've had guys reach out to you. I mean, obviously, like, going back, we always, we know that God opens and closes the womb, you know? So, you know, if mm. he, he did not want us to have children, then we would not have them. Right. Um, but uh, for us, it was more that we... We just, we pray. We literally, Julia says we prayed. I mean, it was, it was very intense. It yes. was multiple mm-hmm. times a day. Yeah. You know, we had some kind of career professional goals that we wanted to accomplish before we started trying for a family. Because mm-hmm. we got married when we were 20 and 21 and mm-hmm. trying to finish college. And so <laughs> about seven. <laughs> we finished. That made it we look did. like I didn't finish. We did. <laughs> yeah. um, but seven years into, into marriage, like, okay, we're at this, you know, kind of, uh, uh, conference for youth pastors and everyone's on like, everyone's on their seventh kid something like yeah. that yeah. And we're like, we and like, let's, let's start this you know and so mm-hmm. it seemed like a lot of things just came a little bit easier in our marriage um and then all of a sudden it was like this is oh this is this isn't just gonna happen you know hmm. well, it did it did but then we didn't weren't mm-hmm. able to keep the baby yep. yeah. um, yes that happened mm. different times and that was that was just a very you know, rough uh, season for our family. Oh, I mean, oh, just, I'm sure. And uh, rough is an so, understatement, I yeah. would assume. Uh, yes, it was very difficult. Yeah. So from from my perspective, I mean, it really was. I mean, for both of ours, it's just so much prayer and so much focus on it, and sharing those struggles with other people really mm-hmm. helped us. And we just we really mm-hmm. did just pour our hearts out to God, and um, it would not have happened without obviously <laughs> so many people for us. Yeah, so we, our church family has been amazing. Uh, Everyone's at the church. But the only reason we hesitate, again, to talk about fertility medications, not because we're ashamed, not because we're embarrassed, it's just people kind of go, oh, okay. 
Like, right. well, then, of course. Right. You would have Isn't that funny? They discredit yeah. the miracle. Yeah. I just wrote down that the uh, this is what we heard. Oh, well, you're playing God. Yeah, and you said something funny earlier that it just doesn't strike us because we see ourselves as so powerful that yeah. the Lord God creator of all isn't in heaven going, oh, wait, you took medication. Oh, I can't believe you got around me. You loophole. That how silly as yeah. if as if the Lord would let us do something he didn't want us to do or get away right. with. How ridiculous. Yeah. Yes, of course. Just, it kind of is similar with my counseling background. Like I know it's a different subject, but just like, well, then how does medication and what's spiritual and what's physical? Oh, like, yeah. Well, no, but yeah. we do know that it's okay to ask people that are wiser or that are more trained than we are for help. So yeah. we also, you know, the fertility stuff was an issue, but we almost lost them at 23 weeks. Um, oh. And so like praying and just begging God to take care of them and everything, mm -hmm. which Set, like every every oh, part yeah. of the journey. It, it was. Yeah. Were you on bed rest after 23 yes. weeks? I was on, so I went into the hospital. I'd gone into labor, and yeah. there's this window where a lot of people lose their multiples, mm -hmm. and we were in that window. And like a lot of people, usually mm -hmm. it's, I think it's like at 12 weeks, usually pregnant yeah. women get to be like a little more calm, like you're yeah. usually past miscarriage. And when the doctor was going through it with me, I was like, okay, so like at 12 weeks, I can kind of start relaxing. He's like, no. Like it was like then at 18 weeks and at 20, there's all these issues. So it was, mm -hmm. it was a very anxiety ridden pregnancy. And, yeah, and then sure. I ended up yeah hospitalized for 50 days and Ooh. I'm very social and I was in a room and couldn't get out of bed. Oh, no. oh, no, as the seasons changed, it was yeah. just like, um, yeah. Wow. So, theatrical <laughs> yeah i yeah. bet i bet mm -hmm. so what was it like when you found out i just got i i just gotta ask what was it like when you found out you were gonna have triplets did i mean did you have peace because that's what you've been praying for or were you just like oh my goodness i wasn't surprised at all yeah. like people are always like were you shocked and i just wasn't because mm -hmm. i had such a peace like we mm -hmm. it, you know in suffering when you suffer no one ever chooses that but you're so close to god or oh, you yeah. can't so close to God in yeah. that, that I just really felt like it was multiples and I really thought it was twins. So I can honestly say I was not surprised because I truly believe there was such a spiritual element to what was going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then later I got really anxious because I was worried that I was going to miscarry yeah. them. But I wasn't surprised finding out. Ryan no. actually has a funny story. No, we went in uh, because we were, we, we kind of had more regular visits, like weekly visits. And so we went in and it was about seven weeks into her pregnancy. Um, we knew that she was pregnant like a couple of weeks before that. And so we went in, this was kind of a follow-up to see how everything was going. Um, and, uh, kind of to see what, what was going on anyway. So the doctor was doing a sonogram and she starts, you know, performing it. She immediately pulls away and she goes, I don't want to scare you. And I go, I know, no, I know what no, it is. And I was I like, I was like, why, yeah. why would you start a sentence like that? Like, don't do that. <laughs> no, please, please uh, don't start a sentence like that. <laughs> So I'm kind of in shock. And then she says, I don't want to scare you, uh, but there are three babies in there. Mm -hmm. And Julia immediately throws her hands up. She's like, I yeah. knew like, it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm still trying to get over what she, what the doctor just said, you know. Like, I, I don't want to scare you. It's <laughs> yeah. three puppies. Like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> then, uh, so, but we, we like you know, high five and hug and kiss and everything. But like going back to what Julia said, we weren't surprised. I mean, we weren't mm -hmm. that surprised. We were surprised that it was maybe three rather than two. Yeah. Uh, we were, we were just, um, 
expecting it to be honest well and it's just i mean i've i've told my parents so many times i'm just so thankful for how much they taught me the bible and because whenever you're in these intense times of suffering it's like you have reserves that you're feeding off but like you know you don't really have or i didn't have much energy to learn anything new it was like i had to go off everything that had been poured into me so I'm just really thankful for that. And how old are the triplets now? They're nine months. They're seven months adjusted. So since Yay. they were two weeks early, we just say... Look at you guys. They, yeah, if they meet their milestones, they're nine months. But if they don't, we're like, oh, they're just seven months. So yeah. Wow. You, you guys, guys look, look amazing. <laughs> how are you even awake? You've got to be a decade younger than we yeah, are. Yeah, at sure. least. Oh, I don't know. We're 30. Yeah. <laughs> Almost two. 15 years younger. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Well. You look great. <laughs> Fantastic. Youth is we're awesome. Very, we're very tired. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. Hey, Rebels. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Save the Storks. Save the Storks helps moms with an unplanned pregnancy. And that's my story. I was an unplanned pregnancy. My birth mom was 16 and faced an uphill battle. And a pregnancy resource center in her area helped her carry me all the way to fruition and then helped adopt me into my family. And Save the Storks helps pregnancy resource centers across the country with stork buses providing mobile ultrasound machines where four out of five moms choose life after seeing their baby on an ultrasound and hearing the heartbeat. Over 6,000 babies have been saved on stork buses. Please support Save the Storks with your prayers and visit savethestorks.com to become a monthly sponsor. Join the movement and help us revolutionize the meaning of pro-life. For more information, visit savethestorks.com. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? Well, and here's what they tell. The studies say in the first two years... Of a child's life. One child. One. Parents, on average, lose six months of sleep. I thought you were going to say like six months of their life. Or yeah, something. Six but, months uh, of sleep. Just you lose 25% of your sleep in the first two years of your child's life. Now, you guys are losing more than that because you've got three. <laughs> no, just That's kidding. a big deal. I just read it this morning. I'm going to take a nap on the couch. That's right. Good for you. I read this morning, losing an hour of sleep for seven days in a row is equivalent to a 0.10 alcohol level. Well, good thing we aren't losing any sleep then. That's right. Drunk in the spirit. Julia, Ryan, What's something about the show that surprised you that how great it is that you're just like, Mm. oh my goodness, you know what we didn't know we'd love and we love this about being on Rattled. What's something that you're just like, woo? Uh, They let us talk about God. Yeah. Uh, We just, the last last episode um, brings everything together and we say Jesus three times on national television, Mm -hmm. world, global television, however you would say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. And did they edit you? Do they did they talk to you about like tone down the faith thing a little bit? How's that for you? They no. have not done anything like that at all. Mm. And the, you know, the show is called Rattled, so it shows us being rattled. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, the first three months were very hard, and because mm. of the miscarriages, it's in counseling we would call it like compounded grief. Yeah. Like, 
just had so much going on. Like we had the miscarriages and we had, which I know it seems like, Oh, who cares about bed rest? But I mean, like we didn't know if they were going to live. And I was just like, like not no, it's huge. It's traumatizing. Yes. Yeah. Bed rest is terrible. It really was. Yes. And so then you have the 50 days bed rest. Then they were in the NICU for nine weeks. They were only born <sighs> two and three pounds. Can't hold them um, as much as you want to. They're not home. Oh. You're going back and forth to the hospital. Your lives are in yeah. chaos. It's yeah. all this. I mean, oof. So the only thing about the TV show is it's showing our most traumatic times in life. Right, and we right. really have a lot of fun. So that's, right. that's, I can tell. I can yeah. tell. <laughs> like, so on the flip side, are there things about it that are harder than you expected? That's more difficult than you were expecting? Yeah, I think we just have to re- resist the urge to explain everything because, mm. you know, we're only on the episodes. We're with other families. And yeah, so no. they only show maybe like, 15 minutes of us every episode and so while people kind of are like well what about this and what about this well i mean there's reasons for it but you can't explain everything Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. why someone does something in 15 minutes and i guess just kind of learning you know people have always talked about what is it like mom like guilting moms or stuff i always i didn't know that was really real so like apparently people really like to bash each other on parenting (laughs) yes they do (laughs) So do you get that? Do you get a little, we had um, Urban Baby from New York City. She posted a photo of her pushing her daughter through Target, Uh eating a PB&J, and she got hate mail saying, you've put the lives of every child that comes after your daughter in danger with peanut allergies. peanut allergies. We're like, she's spending time and feeding her daughter. What are you talking about? Do you get petty, you know, social media and... The thing is, like, I have to... Like we had to just be careful about that because the yeah. truth is we've had thousands so of messages people. from people yeah. saying thank you for talking about what the mm. Nikki's like thank you yeah. for talking about what infertility's like like I cry my husband and I cry on the couch so I just have to remember a lot of those are the private messages I receive yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know just to kind of focus on that because the only reason we did it like going back to it we're like why did we do this right just the hope to share Jesus Mm -hmm. and so you know like for example someone was like well one of their heads is flat they need a helmet we've been in helmets for the last five months that Mm. just wasn't shown on tv so like just not getting pulled into it I think about the Romans there's a verse in Romans like it's a soldier doesn't get involved in civilian affairs yes yes yeah So I was like, okay, like we really are trying to do something spiritual here. So yeah. we need to not worry that's, about yeah, that someone doesn't know we have a helmet on right. our kid. Don't get hooked by the trolls. Yeah. So we got to yeah. go back to the big picture of make sure like uh, going back to why we're doing this, you know, to point people mm-hmm. towards the Lord. Yeah. So, yeah. so I know it's probably not a question to ask right now, but are you guys going to try for more? <laughs> you can ask that right now. I have no plans. Unless God has other plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't know if I can come up with a fourth B name. There you go. By the way, I'm going to turn to Laura and our producer over there for a second. At nine months, baby amnesia hasn't kicked in yet. It hasn't. That's what it is. That's yeah. it, right? We call that baby amnesia when it's so hard, so, so. I much. have it right now. And then, you know, oh, you, oh, forget, you forget how bad it was. You're like, oh. Oh, I want a baby. I want a baby. So now yeah. I just go to a mommy and me group where I get to hold babies. That's right. You can come hold ours anytime. Anytime. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Love it. What's it like having an, you know, 
you have a real marriage. Laura and I have a real marriage. People assume things about our marriage that aren't true. We fight like everybody fights. We have struggles like everybody struggles. What's it like to be in a visible evangelical family mm-hmm. that believes things about marriage and being a real couple on TV that films you and just puts stuff on air? You are rattled, right? What's that like to be human in public? That's a, that's a very good question. You know, we've, We've had to, you understand this as a kind of a pastor's kid, a family, mm-hmm. like, you know, people are always watching, you know? Um, and then all of a sudden, like we get thrust into like television and it's like, it's like magnified, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so once, once we started kind of getting recognized, I guess a couple of times that kind of started hitting home, but we just always had to, we've always had to just remind ourselves like, Hey, like we are real people and we are going to make mistakes. You I know. don't know what he's going to say. That's yeah. why I'm watching him. And, you know, and there are things that people, you know, they're going to see whatever, but the, the truth is we've got to just remember, like we have, God's given us a platform mm-hmm. um, and we can't forget that we're, our lives are supposed to be glorifying him and pointing people towards him. And so, I mean, at the same time, extending grace, like when, when we do mess up or when, we say things or act certain ways Mm -hmm. in public, whatever that we know we shouldn't have done. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, we just can't do that next time. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's, that's, um, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing, but like, it's something that we've kind of had to adjust to. Well, I think also, you, even though it's like, yes, people are watching and everything. I mean, really, that's how you want to live anyway. Exactly. You you know, I mean, Mm. all of us really, that's a good perspective anyway, that people, are watching or to think sure. about that whenever is it kind of a good excuse to behave yourself yeah exactly. <laughs> thank you for saying that better yeah right right yeah. Um, and i think also before the tv show i would get like the way we got found out was from our social media mainly instagram mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what was happening was i was having to stay inside so long we had to do the queue for so long that i was having to find ways to make all of it fun mm. so that was kind of the main way that I know mom started following me because they would say like, I find this so daunting. I find this so stressful. Like how, uh, you know, I like watching your page because you're always doing all this fun stuff. But the truth is I had to find fun stuff because it was like daunting. And so anyway, um, all that, you know, all that to say that having the platform or whatever, the TV show, um, it helps remind you, like, I have people watching, like, what is God doing today mm-hmm. that I can mm-hmm. other people with? So I just think it's a good accountability, not really pressure. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. And then I was talking to one of my friends who doesn't have kids, and we were just talking about, because I remember this before I had kids, just everyone seems like they're complaining so much. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. And um, it doesn't make it look very fun to have kids. <laughs> and I think that, that really does scare people. Yeah. yeah. And, it's important to show fun stuff. So a lot of fun stuff isn't on the TV show, mm. but it is in our real lives. <laughs> That's awesome. And because people see you on the TV show, follow you, they get to see that side of you. Right. And that's right. true. I did that with my parents. We're re- we remodeled our house. We're still in the middle of it. And all I've been doing oh, is... Com- right. Where are Sorry. You? Yeah, oh, no. And you have nine-month-old babies. triplets and you're doing a remodel. Uh-huh. Oh, we're praying for you. Holy Spirit, go. Holy Spirit. I was complaining to my parents about it, and 
and they're helping us out a little bit with it because they love the ministry and us, obviously. And I had to write him back and say, I'm so sorry. All I do is complain. This is so great. I love our new studio. I love our bathroom. The paint looks great. It's so much fun. Every time I see it, I get happy. I'm sorry that all I do is complain around you. And they've yeah. both separately been like, hey, thank you. We yeah. really, it's like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Not nice. you remind voice that like go you know going through the blessing versus the responsibilities yeah. right so what's next for you guys mm-hmm. besides the remodel and getting these babies to yeah yeah so over the past few months i'll take this one over the past few months julia has been getting up at two o'clock in the morning to start her shift taking care of the babies mm-hmm. uh to finish the book that she's writing um which comes out uh next fall yes. uh but in the midst of remodeling the house and <laughs> Um, raising triplets, she's been writing a book as well, and so I'm really oh, you're that. amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, my love language is words of affirmation, so oh, very out. good, Ryan. Yeah. What's she's the book the called? <laughs> she's one of the hard, hardest workers I know. Mm. So, what happened was <clears throat> with all the miscarriages, I really, y'all probably know the St. Augustine quote it's work like it depends on you, pray like it depends on God. Yeah, um, so I really felt like God was saying, you know, you have this loss in your life, but you need to keep working. I still have stuff for you to do right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being an incredible time, like this huge evangelism, like outreach, I don't know, revival in our student ministry. Mm-hmm. And and then I got contracted for two books before becoming pregnant. And so I'm about a year late on the manuscripts, but <laughs> Friday is the last day. So it's, it's good to get for turning it in Friday. Mm. Congratulations. I know how hard that is. That's just crazy. Crazy. And doing it while pregnant and with newborns. I don't know who your publisher is, but kudos to them for hopefully giving you a little grace and getting it done on. It's Baker. Oh, good. I love Baker. Fantastic. That's great. And Ryan, are you writing a book too? Or going to grad school or getting your doctorate? It sounds like you guys are just. Oh You're on the next it. Mars mission. You've worked with Elon Musk. I mean, it's- <laughs> well, I am. Uh, so I am trying to finish up my master's degree um, at Southwestern here. So that's uh, it's about a year late, you know, because of you know having the babies and whatnot. No, no, that's um, right on time. That's right on time. Yeah. Yes. Right, right. Yes. Exactly. Well, he slept next to me on a little couch. I don't know if you've seen the office episode. Never mind. Well, Michael Scott sleeps on this really small couch. That's what he did in the hospital when I was there for 50 oh, days. Oh, yeah. Those right. uncomfortable couches. Like, yeah. It's because he didn't want to leave my side. So yeah. he's allowed to be a little late on his degree. Oh, <laughs> nice. oh that's fantastic. Well, Julie, when the book comes out, for sure, come back on Rebel. Let's talk about it again because it's such yeah, so great talking to you right? guys. I love that. And then I don't know if you know, Ryan's the student minister. I'm the girls minister at our church, so mm-hmm. we have we have teenage ministry that we do here yeah. around the clock. Right. So that's that's our big focus. That's fantastic. We would love to do a show on an eating disorder with teens. Mm-hmm. Oh, great! That's yeah. what I specialized in in counseling. Well, perfect. So awesome. we'd love to get in talk. We won't, we won't attack you soon, but in the next year, maybe we yeah. can get that on the books. That's right. We'll give you a little break. Great. Thank you. Julia, Ryan, thanks for being on. It's so great to hear you and to see you and to mm-hmm. hear more of the story that we're seeing on TLC. And thanks for being that beacon of hope and that light that points to Jesus that you can suffer. Yeah. You can struggle. You can go through hard times 
and you can keep looking to the Lord. You really, it's not cliche. You really can do that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Thank you so much for yeah, having us. This having. is a blast. Thank Let's you. do it again. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks so much. Bless you guys. Awesome. Thank you to Ryan and Julia Sadler. Thanks for having us out this summer at your church. Man, what a blessing. They came out to an event we did in Dallas at the Texas Homeschool Coalition and talked about infertility with ourselves and another couple. We had a great time with them. Thank you to the Voice of the Martyrs for sponsoring our podcast. Persecution.com is their website. God bless Rebels. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House and when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.